The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week, we discuss inflation cooling, job strength, and post-midterm investing. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. Data released by the Bureau of Labor Statistics on Thursday showed inflation easing slightly last month. The Consumer Price Index, or CPI, showed a 7.7% increase over last year and a 0.4% increase over the prior month. Economists had expected prices to rise in October at an annual rate of 7.9% and a month-over-month rate of 0.5%. The all-important core inflation, which takes out volatile food and energy components, showed prices up 6.3% year-over-year and 0.3% over the month of October. Expectations called for a 6.5% annual increase and a 0.5% monthly increase in the core CPI number. Core CPI's decline was meaningful because the measure hit its highest level since 1982 back in September, and the Federal Reserve keeps a closer eye on core inflation when making policy decisions. October's figures showed inflationary pressures remained elevated, but signs of cooling prices for used cars, medical care, apparel, and airline fares were all welcome declines. Shelter, gasoline, and food, however, continued to rise in price. The pervasiveness of price increases in these three key areas remains problematic because to use cars, airfare, and apparel have less of an effect on household budgets than housing, fuel, and groceries. The report sent U.S. stocks higher in expectations of smaller rate increases from the Fed going forward. While inflation cooling more than expected in October, possibly opens the door for an easing in the Fed's policy decisions, inflation still remains well above the Fed's target of 2%. Many still expect at least a half a point increase at the Fed's next meeting in December, and some strategists actually raised their overall outlook on how much the central bank will ultimately raise rates before lowering them again. The U.S. job market showed surprising strength last month. 261,000 new jobs were filled in October versus a forecast of 205,000. The unemployment rate, though, moved higher to 3.7% from 3.5% as more jobs were lost and the size of the labor force shrank. 
Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said the labor market is, quote, out of balance, end quote, because there are too many job openings and too few people to fill them. Officials at the Federal Reserve closely watch the labor market to assess whether their aggressive efforts to rein in inflation are working. The Federal Reserve has been eager to see evidence that the labor market is softening and that wage growth is slowing. Economists have been expecting the labor market to cool as higher interest rates make it difficult for businesses to grow. So far, however, hiring has been remarkably resilient, even as other aspects of the economy, like the housing market, have slumped. Workers are still seeing rapid wage gains, and although wage growth has moderated slightly, workers are still seeing their pay increase at a level that the Fed said is inconsistent with long-term inflation goals. The share of adults participating in the labor force declined a little, so employers are not seeing a rush of new workers coming to fill available jobs. The key takeaway from the jobs report. The jobs market appears to be slowing, but not enough to give the Fed much reason to stop hiking rates anytime soon. The 2022 midterm elections are over. Whew. And many investors are wondering how the outcome will affect their portfolio. Investors can fear the impact of politics on their investments, but history shows election-related market volatility is typically short-lived and that policy, not politics, influences the economy and stock markets over time. So, how should you invest in a post-midterm market? First, some facts. Markets tend to be more volatile in the lead-up to elections because elections are a source of uncertainty, and the stock market hates the unknown. By the time election uncertainty settles down, though, markets have already moved higher. The two most recent presidential elections are prime examples of this. Markets rallied strongly in the days following the election in both cases, despite different results. This highlights another important dynamic we tend to see around elections, that markets tend to rally regardless of which party is triumphant. Historically, the fourth quarter after midterms have really strong investment returns. Now, median returns in the first three quarters in the midterm since 1942, negative 1%, 2%, and 5%. But the fourth quarter saw an average return of 8%. Two years being outliers, 2018 and 1994. So why the exception in those two years? The Fed was tightening monetary policy, and Q4 returns on the S&P 500 were negative. The Fed continues to tighten monetary policy this year, so we may see a brief post-election rally that could be challenged by further rate increases. 
if we look out over the long term and consider policy implications after the election, we are very likely to see some form of divided government. Divided governments tend to be marked by political gridlock and policy stalemates, which should limit government spending and borrowing. Economic growth and investment returns have been generally pretty solid during divided government. The economy grew at an average of 2.7% annually under divided government, and market returns averaged 7.9%. The best combination of government for the stock market historically is when Democrats control the White House and Republicans the Congress. Elections tend to lead to a lot of angst from investors. That Overflooding of ads will do that to a person, but history shows us that short-term volatility tends to give way to market calm. Now, my advice is to stay focused on long-term goals and realize that the Fed, and not politics, will have a greater effect on where the market goes next. One final fact to end on. Historically, stocks have done quite well in the year after midterm elections. The S&P 500 gained a year after the election every single time since World War II, averaging over a 14% gain. Tune in next week as we discuss tax loss harvesting. Is now a good time to consider this savvy investment move? Join us next Friday for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.